Hi everyone, welcome to episode seven of Talking Trikes. In today's episode, we're going to be speaking to another special guest, one of quite high, how would say, reputation in both pedalry as well as cycling. But first, what's been going on in the week, Carl? Has there been any changes in the community or anything else in general? Uh, I know that in Victoria, they're still going through a hard time uh, entering their start of their, you know, stage two, I suppose. Uh, it's stage four, but their second time um you know going into lockdown so tough time down there for all the vics uh living in the melbourne metro area and um we'll see if they can conjure up something with uh some training or something in the community down there to keep the spirits up but yeah it's uh it's not it's not good um but we're just doing what we can to stay positive so how, how have you been going darcy you've uh, been doing okay yeah we've been doing fine um we're starting to get a couple cases unfortunately um but i think the government's on it pretty well um something that has happened was um victoria park which is obviously a main venue for pedal free and pedal free training um has actually been turned into a massive testing site so oh, wow. no wow. more training for a lot of people who wanted to yeah. still get out in the trike unfortunately yeah. um but it is what it is they're still trying to obviously squash this virus um mm -hmm. but so what's happening in queensland man i've heard that there's some Orders being locked. Yeah, so a couple of females um, lied on their declaration form and, and managed to come into um, the state and they'd actually been into Melbourne and, and uh, yeah, kind of uh, threw a spanner in the works. And then since then, there's been a little bit here and there. I try not to actually watch the news too much. Mm, um, it's pretty draining. Just, yeah, yeah, just... As of this weekend, um, our borders will be closed uh, to New South Wales and Victoria and, and whatnot. So um, we're trying to keep you know on top of things as well. So yeah, it's it's not great times, but uh, at, at least you know we can support Victoria in, in what we can and, and yeah. we'll just just cross for them down there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. So can you tell us a bit about today's guest, Carl? Because you seem to know him very well compared to me. Yeah. Yeah, so I I have seen this guy quite a bit. Um, I've watched him a lot. I've watched him on TV a lot. And obviously he started uh, back in the sport a long time ago. Um, he he was an amazing pedal free and trike rider, um, which we will hear about. But he actually progressed into cycling. Um, he complete, competed in the NRS uh, and moving on to a pro continental team. Um, I read through his results and it's quite impressive, but but biggest was in 2013. He he became, I think he came second or third in the road and the crit. And then in 2014 and 15, he won the nationals criterium. Uh, but you'd have to you'd have to say his biggest race highlight would be the 2018 Commonwealth Games gold medal, um, which was on home soil up in the Gold Coast. So today we have on our special guest, Steele Von Hoff. All right, guys, so here is Steele. Welcome to the show, mate. How are you going? How have things been where you are? You're living in Seaford in Victoria? Yeah, we are. So we're in lockdown at the moment, but luckily I'm still able to work and um, I'm able to commute to work as well. Got a little bit of a mountain bike park close to me as well. So yeah. it's um, still all right for me. There's a lot of people that are in far worse positions. A lot mm. of my friends have lost their jobs as well. So um, times are a bit grim here at the moment but I can understand why we're in lockdown. The numbers are getting pretty nasty. So we really need to knock this thing on the head and um, try and reduce those numbers or more people will die. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, that's spot on. And, and that's correct. It's good that you can still get on the bike a little bit and you're still working. Yeah. So that's all positive. So yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. It's, yeah. um, yeah, I'm, I'm in a pretty good position. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's my partner as well is still able to work. So yeah, happy days for us. Um, but also, um, I have been noticing a big influx of people riding bikes actually mm. around me, which is good, even though it's only for an hour, but at least yeah. a lot of people are getting out, which is nice. Yeah, I can confirm that to be true, man. Um, I work in a bike shop and we've just been obliterated by people wanting bikes. Everyone just wants bikes, yeah. which is Especially good home trainers, eh? Oh my yeah. God. We, to get them. There's <laughs> get like none left anywhere. It is... Yeah. I, I got a, a message today from one of my friends. He's like, hey, mate, I've got one trainer that's left. It's yours if you want it. I'm like, oh, it's too grand for them. And I'm like, nah, I can still go out. I can still sneak out on the road. So I've got the old trusty Le Mans behind me. And um, <laughs> yeah, old Le Mans does the job. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, nice, man. No, that sounds good. So diving, diving into that, let's... Let's take us back to when you got into, you know, trikes and 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 pedal pre or anything back then. Do you, what do you remember and and fill us in? Let's let's hear it all. Well, that was a long time ago, so my memory's not that flash. But I've uh, recently been through my photos and I've found a few absolute gems. Actually, um, I first started off in year two thousand when I was riding for Manalizer Primary, and uh, my dad actually made that trike. Um, it was a green speed chassis, but just in terms of the fairing, um, I pulled up this photo and uh, I don't think that that trike would be legal in today's regulations because it was so big. I I've got a photo of him sitting in it and it was probably about a metre and a half wide and probably about two metres long. It was just like the biggest bathtub you've ever seen. But we had so much fun and that was the start of it for me. So, Did you um, roll that? Were you able to roll it? Oh, No. Definitely not. It could probably roll forward <laughs> before it rolled sideways. Yeah. It was, um, yeah. Yeah. It was very stable. It was one of those uh, touring trucks from Greenspeed, I reckon. Okay. <laughs> so I think the track itself was probably about a metre. So yeah. definitely in today's standards. Um, I don't know. A lot of the people that follow this, this podcast probably haven't seen anything like it. It's oh, cool. so, um, yeah. so massive. But um, yeah. yeah, I've got like then, one of... Yeah, that was like one I had in primary school. It was so wide that you couldn't yeah. roll it. But um, I actually yeah. got my hands on it as um, in year 11 and successfully rolled it. Um, it didn't have <laughs> a fairing though. Small problem, it didn't have a fairing and I was on a road. Uh, oh, in, no, that probably wasn't, wasn't good. Yeah, it wasn't great. I got pretty good at wheeling, <laughs> but then it just went whoop, straight over. So. Did someone get a photo of this? No, I was just sitting upside down in a road oh. on the way to Victoria Park. It was great. <laughs> Did anyone even get to see it? No, thank thankfully. I couldn't oh, get up. It was like a turtle had fallen cool. over. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't get up. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it's no. Yeah. But, um, so, from then on, I went to Peninsula uh, Private School and um, we had a, a truck that was built by uh, one of the year 12s is his, his final year project. Uh, actually, no, he was built as his, his thesis at uh, university. He, he built this absolutely unreal light thing that was called Too Fast. 
and uh, the fairing actually weighed six kilos. Wow. Um, I've got a photo of him holding holding them both up, and it was it was really light. But that was its downfall as well. <laughs> it, we finished at um, at Maryborough. We finished the race, but the thing was absolutely trashed. We spent a lot of time in the pits. Um, it didn't have any carbon fiber in it. It was just a layer of really thin Kevlar, then uh, about six mil of Nomex, and then one more layer of really thin Kevlar. And um, yeah, it didn't hold up. But the year after that, I built the next one myself uh, using the same molds and the same trike. And uh, that thing is still going around today. So wow. that's 19 years old yeah. now. Yeah. It, uh, it weighed 37 kilos. So it wasn't <laughs> light, but that thing has taken an absolute hammering. It's been rolled that many times and it's still <laughs> strong as the day that it popped out of those molds. No, it's wow. so cool. That's really awesome. good. So, so what was on from there? So you'd finished up at that school. So what, what, what was the progression from there on? Okay. So, well, basically, trikes in grade six, with uh, at Mount Eliza Primary, we called it Sparks back then, but uh, that was what sparked me to the pun to start riding, and because um, we had lunchtime training sessions, so I'd ride my BMX. I was two k's away from school, down to school with a few of my mates who were also in the team. Um, we'd train during lunchtime a couple of times a week, and then we we got fit and and good bike riders, and then uh, the next year because I was already a swimmer at school um, and I was all right at cross country as well. But then the next year, since I'd, I'd put all three together with the, the bike, I started to do triathlons mm. and uh, I got myself a, a decent road bike and, and got pretty capable on the bike. And that's when in year nine, when we did it with Peninsula, um, I was actually able to, to race and be at the pointy end and had so much more fun. And then when we did it, in year 10, um, yeah, we, we were one of the fastest teams on track when in, in the, the B category. We actually won the race for the B class that year, um, but we, we flopped the play. So, and, and at Maryborough, it's 50-50 it's back then. Mm. I think there was the, the three sections. There's the, um, the play, the, the race, and also the uh, construction of the thing. Yeah. Um, so we didn't win the overall, but we, we won the race by half a lap to, I think, Reload or Revolver back then. It was some yellow thing. It was, a, um, a, it was one of the first clamshell ones, I'm pretty sure. Um, so that was, that was a pretty good achievement by us because we, we had a, a crew of triathlon guys. It was good fun. So um, from then on, I went into a community team. I started racing for Trisled at the very start. Um, but things didn't go so well there. So I jumped ship and ended up on True Blue. And um, then that was an absolute, like an amazing team for me. Um, my friendship group of all my friends today is all the True Blue guys. So um, that team sort of went a long way. We Went to Murray Bridge, obviously. We started off in a core flute track. Um, then we ended up in the John, John Taylor fairing with the uh, Michael Rogan frame and um, started to, to go pretty well. And um, got a few national titles. And then after that, my cycling had started to sort of take precedence. And I 
got on um, Genesis Wealth Advisors back then in 2010, which was an NRS 10. And mm-hmm. um, I had to sort of step away from trucks and uh, head across to Europe and, and race professionally. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome, man. So we were actually talking to Brenton from um, World of Racing who said that he had to fill your spot in the team when you left to be a professional, which uh, yeah, was yeah. a bit daunting for him, as you could imagine. <laughs> um, so in talking cycling, man, you've had an awesome career and you're still going, of course. Um, what, what, can you run us quickly through that career and what it's uh, led to as well as some of your achievements? Yeah, yeah. So... Um... 2010, I started in Genesis. Um, I did round two at Vic Park. Um, then the next week, I did my first road tour ever uh, down at Tour of Gippsland. And I mm. actually won one of the toughest stages into wow. that century. And uh, that was sort of the start of it. Uh, I won a couple of other races then that year. And then the next year, I won 17 NRS rounds which is, um, I think that's still the record today because there's not as much racing these days. So yeah, yeah. I, might, I might get to hold on to that one a lot longer, which is good. Um, speaking of, do you guys know the lap record for Casey out riding a race? Oh, uh, I don't. <laughs> have, you still, have you still got it? Do you know if you still got it? I, I, I'm not sure, but... I originally said at the end of 2010, I'm not going to come back to trucks until someone gets that record. And, um, that was, cause I, I, remember I, hearing a, I remember hearing a story that you, didn't you get it right at the end of a stint as well? It was the last lap. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine yeah. that. That's yeah. very impressive, yeah. yeah. I, but I, I don't know if it's been beaten or not. I, I really want to know because I'm trying to pick tabs, but same as, um, same as the less racing for that other record. They don't do that long course anymore as often. So, yeah, I've got to get the weather conditions pretty right to, to do that. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, doing it on the last lap of a stint, if anyone can uh, set any lap record in the last lap of a stint. <laughs> That's always the best, yeah, isn't it? It makes it a good one to hold. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I got, I, got, um, I got antsy and I'm like, oh, I've got to come back. So I ended up <laughs> yeah. doing relentless last year and... And I've got the, uh, the spark bag for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Darcy, I remember I was um, boarding a plane and uh, heading over to Adelaide and I sat next to Steele and, and we just got chatting and, and uh, I've never met someone that has so many photos on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> so many photos of everywhere he's been and uh, it was super cool. Um, and it was uh, great because Steele came over and joined um, us with Relentless. And our first race, we, we lost, didn't we? We, we got beat. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Waddle got one up on us, didn't they? Yeah. And, uh, and then yeah. we uh, came back for the next round and um, we just put it together. We raced with uh, four, four of us in the team. Yeah. yeah, 90 yeah. minutes each. Yeah. Um, and we got the win. We had a really good race. And, and then... Um, they were Steel, both so close, weren't What's that? They were both within a lap, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, it's really, yeah, quite no, racing. Isn't it? Quite racing. And then uh, you, um, you went to Europe and you missed out on Murray Bridge. So, um, you, yeah, you I'm just sorry. 
That's, <laughs> that's right. We didn't have uh, that great of a race, so uh, I think um, I know you were keen to race there, but hopefully, um, yeah. hopefully you can get back there and. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, one day in the future. That's definitely on the bucket list to go back there. That was so much yeah, fun. Yeah, So, So what do you think would be... We, we were talking before when um, I was introducing you and I said I'd say that your highlight of your career would, would be the 2018 Commonwealth Games gold. Do you, would you agree yeah. that would be your highlight? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Or do you reckon yeah. the lap record it? Casey. <laughs> oh, that'd be right up there, I reckon. That's that sort of like set the president, hasn't it? It's like yeah. that's, that's my my achievement. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. in in terms of my hobby now, which is trucks. So. Yeah, we've um we've been discussing lately about um some future events and and maybe how uh with with racing trikes they could venture down a different pathway instead of a you know a straight six hour or straight 24 hour um, to make it a little bit more exciting um, you could get in certain riders and race each other but for more of a track setup or more of like a 20 minute all out kind of race and it's oh, just sounds fantastic yeah, so I, think, yeah I, I knew that you'd love something like that. yeah i think the peninsula trike club um that i think tristan Wright runs uh with with the tri-sleg crew down at casey I think they do something similar to that. Okay. I've, I've gone through my photos as I, I was going and doing a call, and um, I did see an invitation that uh, for club members to come down and do this series of racing where it's, it's like three laps or the 20 minutes, as you said. And um, I think it is out there, but it just needs to be to a wider audience. So you yeah. can get clubs out there and what? make it a bigger thing. Yeah, if they're watching, like send us send us a message and we'll um, we'll get one of them on and we can talk about it's it. It's COVID right now. We can't we can't can't do it. But uh, yeah, I, but I mean, even if we just chat to them about how they run it, and yeah. you know, it'd be great to to get all the super fast guys, different teams. You know, like I think yeah, it'd be yeah. Cool to watch. Yeah, it you'd even run the teams and yeah. Yeah, I don't know Sunday session doing it like that. Yeah, because that's when yeah. the blue guys used to go out there. We used to train for. Um, so the first six hours or whatever, and then sort of after lunch, we'd go and have fish and chips together. It was great. <laughs> yeah, nice. Probably shouldn't advertise that though. That that's what we did back then, and that's why we were so fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't be telling you all our secrets. <laughs> no, write that one down. <laughs> so you're you're because you did it twice, didn't you? You broke your neck. Nick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I had three injuries, three months apart. So the, the first one was obviously seven weeks before Com Games. I broke six vertebrae, a um, couple in my neck and four in my thoracics, except none of them uh, were in risk of causing my spine to be out of alignment, which meant that I wasn't in danger of any spinal cord damage. Mm. But... Um, so to do spinal cord damage, I would have had to have a crash just as significant as the first one, um, which, you know, that's very rare. I've never done it in the last 30 years, so mm. it would have been really bad luck to do it again. So I, I took the risk. It was only pain management that I had to, to gauge my, my comeback with. Mm. Um, if the pain was too great, I had to back off, but it wasn't. And I was able to train and, and go out my door within six days. Um, but I did... Uh, 
use the trike trainer to sort of start getting the legs moving again um, to sort of free up all my uh, muscles that are just really tensed up after that crash and mm. tensed up uh, around my back and my neck. Uh, so I had a, a big pillow to support me. So then that trainer got very comfy and I just spun my legs. I just started off with, with 10 minutes for the first day just to get the blood flowing and then sort of increased it until I was up to about 45 minutes on the trainer. Um, and I still did that a little bit before I decided to jump back on the road bike. So I was doing mountain bike with all the suspension with a reversed head stem. So I was really upright. Um, I do have a photo of that, which is uh, pretty funny. And Emma actually recorded me as she left to go to the Com Games to work. Uh, because she was one of the uh, the employees, she was driving out the driveway, and I was riding along on the side, <laughs> just like, "See you on the Gold Coast." Hi. I see you in the Gold Coast. Bye. And I said, "Yep, see you then." Like we're just <laughs> sort of having a bit of a joke then, because I sort of thought then it was a bit of a long shot to try and get there, but I was just going to try everything that I could to try and get there because it was a really good course for me and a really good year um, and a good opportunity being in, in Australia. Um, so yeah, it all went really well, my, my recovery and, and I ended up making it there and, and, and had, of course I had a great result. So that's definitely the highlight of my career, getting that gold. Um, but I, I was still sort of in limbo in terms of trying to get back to the professional ranks over in Europe. Mm. Uh, my career has sort of been a bit up and down. Um, as a lot of people's have, I'd be really one of the luckier ones because I still got to experience the European lifestyle and I still raced for a world tour team. And um, yeah, just in 2018, I, uh, I had that nasty crash, made the comeback, went across to Europe. I was on the podium again straight away over in Belgium. Um, everything was going really well. And then uh, mid-Belgium stint, so three months after my first crash, I had another major crash and I broke another two vertebrae, scapular, a couple ribs. And um, I did a grade one AC joint and I just didn't know it at the time. Uh, I took four weeks of recovery and uh, that sort of ended my European campaign that year came back to Australia, started training again, and tour of China, exactly three months later again. Went over there, I was on the podium, I got second in one of the stages. Then the yeah. next day I was getting marked by one of the other sprinters and he uh, had a crash behind me. It was just up on my hip, oh. fell into my back wheel and my bike just went from under me. Oh. And uh, this is 500 meters to go. We're going about 60 Ks an hour again. Um, and that underlying AC joint that I didn't know about because I thought it was just my scapula playing up, I did a grade four rupture, and, um, which is, is not a very nice one. So I needed surgery to, mm. to fix that AC joint. Um, and that was a, a horrible, horrible time of my life because I ended up getting, I flew back to Australia to try and not get infections because the Chinese hospitals were horrible. I, I can send some photos of that across to you if you'd like. It was um, pretty horrific. But I got golden staff in a hospital down here and uh, ended up being in there for six weeks on antibiotics that were on a bum bag that I was constantly getting. 
Um, then eight months worth of antibiotics pretty much uh, well, it ended my career as a professional. Mm. So um, I made the call then that, that I'd uh, retire and, and make a comeback to trucks. So uh, that's when I, I jumped on board with Jason at Relentless and um, yeah, started to uh, really enjoy that again. So uh, moving forwards, I've, I've jumped on the road to ride for Inform, um, just at a NRS level. So I'm not, I don't have any aspirations to go over to Europe again, but I just want to be able to mentor the young guys on the team and um, try and help them out and sort of teach them the craft and the sprints and, and just help out where I can. Um, and uh, also at the same time, obviously race trucks and uh, with doing the more Ks on the road, I'll be faster and fitter at trucks. So yeah, I'll, um, I'll have to try and uh, keep fit just in case this KC record gets broken. <laughs> uh, that, no, it sounds really good, mate. Like, you know, after everything you've experienced and to still be able to come back to the support, the sport and support these younger riders coming through the ranks and, and I know that you just want the best out of them. Um, really, really good to hear. Um, obviously, not not great to hear about what happened, but you know you're in you're in good spirits about it. You've got fantastic memories. You got how many thousand photos for the last eleven years? I I, last time I checked, I think it was just capping forty thousand. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. And the locations are on most of them as well. So when I have that world map on Apple, oh. you can zoom out. <laughs> And uh, it just has the little dots everywhere I've been. So it's, it's pretty cool to look at those as memories. Yeah, yeah. No, that sounds awesome, mate. And uh, if you were to talk to, you know, say a pro cyclist, like how would you describe what trike racing is to them? Well, uh, trike racing, there's actually a lot of guys that have previously done it. Um, yeah. a, a lot over in Europe, I didn't really need to describe it to because... Uh, a lot of my friends like Jack Haig, Chris Hamilton, a lot of the Bendigo boys, of course in Bendigo it's, it's, it's what you do when you're going through school, you race trucks. Um, they've all raced them before and, and I actually was speaking to one of my other mates, uh, Ryan Dennis, the time trialist. He's like, nah, I never raced that. I'm like, oh, but you're from Adelaide, didn't you ever race Murray Bridge at school? And he's like, oh yeah, I did that once. <laughs> so uh, there's even some, some really top-end world-class riders that have raced the pedal parade. Yeah. Um, but for someone that hasn't, one of the European guys, uh, I'd probably describe it as racing your push bike as fast as you can around a crit course, but you're, you're half the height and you can go twice as fast. So there's just no feeling like racing a truck and you're just sitting on 65 k's an hour, hooking around a corner and you're pressed <laughs> up against the side of the canopy and you're just trying not to roll it, you're lifting up on two wheels. It's fantastic, isn't it? That's how yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it is hard to describe uh, the feeling to some cyclists and, and uh, you know, it would be good to see a few more have a go because I personally love it and it's just so much fun. I always describe it, uh, it's like a time trial mixed with go-karting. Like, yeah. it's, just that, it's just that really, really cool and fun aspect of, like, nailing every corner as fast as you can while, you know, not trying to, to crash or bin it. Um, yeah. But then, of course, there's uh, all that pain and, and suffering. Yeah. But I'm sure, yeah, we'd, it'd be cool to see what, uh, what someone like Rowan Dennis could do in a trike. Uh, it'd be pretty scary, I think. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There wouldn't be many more records to stand, would there? <laughs> <laughs> It'd just be too unachievable. So let's not get him back in a truck for a while. <laughs> no, no. We'll, uh, we'll keep him retired from the sport. No, that sounds really cool, mate. And, um, 
talking about uh, future races, um, we heard rumours that you were keen to get the True Blue, Blue Band back together and, and some of the guys back on board. How's all that looking? Yeah, yeah. So that would be really cool if we could because, as I said before, our friendship group is mainly the True Blue guys. It's, um, we, we spent so much time together and, and had so many good laughs. Um, it has been quite a few years and there's been quite a few kilos put on. But uh, after the, uh, the poll that came out the other day um, about the greatest track team of all time, and we kept on progressing through the ranks. And then all of a sudden, everyone was sort of on board it. And they're like, yeah, yeah, like everyone vote this week. And um, then we came runner up to G-Trucks by two votes in the end. And wow. that was a lot further than we actually thought that we, we would progress in that because we thought we'd been gone and forgotten about. But um, a few of the guys got fire in their belly after that. And they're like, ah, oh, should we make a comeback? So there's been a bit of talk. Um, but there's, there's some guys that have a lot of weight to lose. So now the COVID down here isn't really helping that cause. Mm. So um, it was, it's a bit of a dream at the moment. Um, but I'm, I'm making a, a comeback, obviously. Like I'm, I'm keen to keep on going and, and make it my hobby again. Uh, I want to try and build a trainer so I can head down to Casey and, and get fit. So when I mm. come and race with you boys over in Adelaide again, um, the the rounds and I can actually ride well so yeah I'm uh I'm gonna try and give it a crack on on making a track um yeah yeah and I think if if True Blue does come back we'll have two tracks down there to train and um it yeah. will be really good all right so still we've got some quick fire questions for you so are you ready mate yep yep all right cool so what's the fastest track you have ever ridden True Blue True Blue yeah, yeah, probably 2010. True Blue 2010. All right. If you could make if you could make a change to pedal pre to improve it, what would you do to the sport? I would limit the stints to maximum of 45 minutes per rider. <laughs> this 90 minute stuff that's going on now is, is not cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve. If you could ride a trike, a pedal-free car down any road or any track in the world, where would you ride it? Oh, but this is not a quick answer. Right, I don't know. Quickly. <laughs> Murray Bridge? It's, it's the best one. All right. Yeah, that's good. They're iconic. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, what's your favourite track? But that answers it. So... Uh, my next quick fire question is who was your or is your favorite training partner? Favorite training partner. They alternate each year, whoever's committed yeah. at the time. But um, yeah, probably over in Europe, it would have been George Bennett. Okay. Yeah, even though we're opposites, he's a climber and I'm a sprinter. We just got along really well. So. And he lived above me in the our apartment block as well, which was also pretty cool. <laughs> All right, Steel. Um, if there was mm. any pro cyclist that would be the most dominating pedal pre rider in history, which one you reckon they would be, or who would it be? Well, let's not invite him back to the sport, but Rowan Dennis. Mm. <laughs> All right, Steel. This is my last quick fire question. Out of the entire history of your trike racing. 
what is the most impressive thing you have seen? Now, this doesn't necessarily have to be on the racetrack. It just has to be at a race or to do with a race. Oh, can I think about this one? You sure yeah. can. You sure can. Duffy <laughs> will, will play some little music in here and... Uh, <laughs> the like ponder. Put stock footage across. I heard something the other day about swimming. Like, like I've seen some, some pretty impressive saves, but that's not what's impressed me most. It's those really long stints that I just can't fathom how someone can sit in the trike. Um, for me, it wasn't anything of my teammates doing, which they've done unreal things, but I think his name was Rowan. Um, he raced for one of, I think it was BYR back in the day. He did a three-hour session at the same pace as our fastest guys in our track. Was this a, was this a one thingy? No, Matt Leonard's done a two and a half hour session at um, on within three seconds of the fastest lap of the race Whoa. because we've got that data, which was just an wow. unreal, unreal stint. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I wasn't at that race, so I didn't I didn't see that. So that wasn't a standout for okay. me, even though I because know of it. But it Rowan, was I remember, yeah, I remember seeing him. Rowan yeah, he was in Ankev. So I'm pretty sure he's brothers to. Russ and Taz, isn't he? I don't... Yeah, I think so. Both from Bendigo. But I think yeah. it was Rowan. I think... I don't, I don't remember if it was BYR or Judge Nudge or, or one of those ones. But I just remember he was going around for three hours and just dominated. Yeah. And just put their team so far in front. Crazy. Um, I, wonder, I wonder if he still rides a bike at all, but... Yeah. I hope so. I hope he's going to make a comeback to trucks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He'll, uh, he'll, 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 Although he'll be another Rowan Dennis case. It's like we we want to see you back, but we, we don't want to race you. <laughs> You're too good. <laughs> All right. So I've got my last question here. If you could go back to any of the trike races, the pedal pre races that you've ever done to relive it, what race would that have been? To relive it, to undo a mistake. Not to undo a mistake, but just to relive the atmosphere, relive the, the pain and suffering oh, and the glory. For sure, the first time that we won Murray Bridge in 2009, mm. that was unreal. It was yeah. our first time racing the John, Trailer, John, John Taylor True Blue truck, and uh, that thing absolutely hammered. We got the uh, distance record at the time, and just the atmosphere in the team that we had was so good. Mm. Still, it's been... An absolute honour to have you on the show. Uh, I really look forward to actually sitting down and watching this one myself. Um, it's, it's awesome to hear that you're doing really well. Um, and fingers crossed that Melbourne can, you know, get better and pick up from here. Um, so, yeah, we're just really happy to have you on and, and really excited to see you in the sport in the future. So, you're doing awesome things. Darcy, what's going on for our next episode? Next episode, more special guests, as usual. Always special guests. Um, you don't know who they are. We might, we might not, but they're going to be more special guests coming. So for the last time, thanks for jumping on the show. It's uh, still, it's been still, it's been real. So thanks for having us on the show and thanks for being on the show, man. Thanks very much, guys. Have a no good worries. One. So we'll see you all for Talking Trikes, episode eight. Goodbye for now. Hey, guys.